intro, but I, uh, I got things rolling and then I was like, I don't have my second cup of coffee in me. And I, I, I did like a big yawny yawn. <gasps> oh, 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 so tired. I was like, I, okay. I need a little bit more juice. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just going to start with the joy in my heart as the GD lions, uh, won last night on the big Thursday night game, by the way, such a, a brutal, brutal ass game. That is, um, you play on Sunday and now of course the league has had Thursday night football forever. The fact that, you know, you, you get the shit beat out of you on a Sunday and then you got like a short week on the road. That is uh fuck man. That's why they get paid the big bucks, I guess as the lions. Wow. It's crazy because their first drive, they stunk and uh, golf through an interception. But when the Packers only got a field goal out of it, I was like, no, that's big. And then they proceeded to score 27 straight points in the first half and literally rubbed their noses in shit. I mean, it was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to rub your nose in shit. Oh, and there's shit all over the Packers' face. Like, hey, take some more shit. Boom, right back in the shit. It was like all sorts of fresh piles of shit. It wasn't even it wasn't even like the same pile of shit. They'd rub the Packers nose and shit and smear it all around and then they're like, "Oh yeah," and then the Packers are like, "Oh good, the worst is over. I have more shit." God damn was that intense. That quarterback for uh the Packers he sure did look like a pile of fuck. You know, uh, first few games, like, ah, that Jordan Love, man, he's, uh, I think he's going to be good, and he, he very well may be, but uh, this is one of those young quarterback uh, awakenings where he just got the fuck beat out of him. That's the second game in a row now that the Lions just start really had their way uh, with the offensive line. And, uh, you know, I, I know a lot of this is like, ah, boy, he's talking football. <laughs> Look, I don't, hang on. I got some cocoa wheat stuck in my gum here. Sorry. I ate. Um, you got to understand this has been a part of my life for 43 years. And of those 43 years, most of them have been a big fat pile of shit. They've only had 10 wins or more in that time twice. In 43 years, they've won 10 out of 16 twice. They play 17 now. That's one of the most glaring, ugly statistics I think I've ever heard. I mean, I hear about the whole that um, in night since 1957, they've only won one playoff game. That's that's despicable. The fact that they haven't won an actual playoff game since 1991 that's horrible. But I think. Uh, since I've been alive, they've only had two seasons with 10 or more wins. Jesus Christ. What a pile of shit. How does, 
How did anybody stay on as a fan of that team? How have we done this? We are the Cubs back before the Cubs won the World Series. But to go into Green Bay and just mutilate them, God damn. I think the Packers had like five yards in the first half. I'm not even kidding you. Really ugly. What an event. There's a couple things that I want to touch on about all this. By the way, Darla is is out of the room. Uh she's in one of those one of those moods, and the Queen of the Forest is home today from school. You know, day off, whatever, in service day, God knows what. Uh, let's see here. There's a ton of things that I want to park on that made me happy. Things that made your old pal easy, happy. Uh, one of the things that, um, was on the, cause it was on, uh, what do you call it? Prime video. And I didn't even know I had that. I was like, Oh God, how am I going to see the game? But wait, we have that. I go, oh, okay, cool. Um, this is, uh, the, at a testament to how many lions fans were actually there. There was like a, a, a ton. I mean, green Bay is very close to Michigan, but right, you know, Garrett. a lot of those fans way up there in the UP are actually Packers fans. So, but you had a lot of lions fans that, uh, traveled to green Bay. I thought there was a picture somewhere floating around that I wanted to show you, but uh, I, I'll get to that later. This is even a, a better example because they're they're doing the broadcast, you know. And uh, as they're doing the broadcast, the Lions fans are are cheering. They're cheering in unison. Listen to this. I feel like I'm screaming right now because you would think that we were in Detroit with these fans. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just enjoy this, Lions fans, for a second. Well, they deserve that. They deserve this. Sure. I feel like I'm screaming right now because you would think that we were in Detroit with these fans. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just look at all these fucking Lions fans. If you are a Packers fan, the Lions fans showed up there and basically took your fucking stadium over. You piece of shit cheeseheads. Thank God. Thank God the Packers are done. Just, oh. just enjoy this, Lions fans, for a second. Well, they deserve that. They deserve this, for sure. I feel like that makes me so happy. Oh. The, um, they interviewed Jared Goff, and the Lions fans were chanting his name. All right, Jared, uh, turn around. It's a sea of blue behind you. Look at that, huh? the best this this is a fan base that has been longing for a first place team in the nfc north they got one how does it feel to be standing alone in the division right now by yourself yeah it feels good you know it's still early but to come on the road hostile environment against a good team it's been good for a long time man it's it's always tough getting these w's and we played we played well tonight 
Game didn't start great. Had an interception on what? Your second throw of the game. But after that, it was scoring drive, scoring drive, scoring drive. What happened early that you turned it like that? Yeah, just bad. I, bad with my eyes. He, the DB made a great play. It was just a bad play by me. And I uh, was able to overcome it throughout the game. But not my best today. But Chanting his name. Enough to get the win. But after that, it was able to turn. How were you able to turn it so quickly like that? Yeah, we're a resilient group. We're a really resilient group, and I try to lead the charge on that. When things go bad, how do you respond and, and get better on the next play? I talked to your GM, Brad Holmes, earlier today. He said, we used to be the Sunday 1 o'clock team. Last three primetime games, three victories under Dan Campbell. You starting to like primetime? Yeah, we like it. Keep putting us in primetime if you want. We feel good. What are they chanting? Yeah, it's fun, man. It's great. They're chanting his name. This guy is such Oh, fuck. So... Uh, thank you for indulging me. Thank you very much for indulging me. This is uh, Aiden Hutchinson, who is just a, he's a fucking pit bull. This guy is relentless. Uh, he was interviewed after the game. This is your third win against the Packers. Dan Campbell is now the first head coach to get four wins in a row against the Packers in four decades. You're from Michigan. What does dominance in this rivalry mean? It's fun, man. I mean, I grew up with Aaron Rodgers kicking our ass um, every year, so it's good to, to be on the winning, winning side of things. Aaron's out the division, um, so uh, life is good right now, but we're going to keep working. You told me this week. This I kind of wish Rodgers was still in the division, okay? Because I don't think... Uh, it would matter who was quarterbacking the Green Bay Packers. The way that guy plays football, by the way, uh, Hutchinson, because occasionally they'll highlight him on these crazy moves where he'll go running up to some gigantic man and then he'll do like some crazy spin move and the guy's like, huh, where did he go? And then he's gone. The quarterback eats some shit. And, uh, you know, this, this, uh, he's really, uh, a gigantic dude, but in no way does he look like he's out of shape. You know, he looks like he could excel at like 15 different sports. He's the type of guy who looks like he could throw a shot, put a mile and then run a, uh, four mile and then hit a home run and then throw a touchdown pass and then sack the quarterback Holy shit. This David Montgomery guy, the running back that they picked up from the Bears last year, he ran the ball more than 30 times, which is kind of unheard of in football these days. Half of that is is a, is a workload. That was like uh, what they used to make Billy Sims do. Hey, what's the game plan? Hand it to Billy Sims 47 times. That's what they did to this guy, and he uh, rushed north of 100 on my fantasy team. Three touchdowns. And this is big because I'm taking on the best team in my fantasy league, and I'm off to a great start because fucking Montgomery had more, th more than 30 points. Uh, 30 fantasy points. So that makes easy happy. I'm really into fantasy football now, by the way. Really into it. Uh, you had you had after the uh, the big interview with um, Aiden Hutchinson, 
Then he's like, ah, you know what? I'm going to go say hi to the fans. These fans came all the way from uh, probably very, very far away to see us. Sticking their hands out. Uh, they were talking about on the game last night how Detroit, of their first four games, they've um, won at Kansas City and at Green Bay. Something that you wouldn't have dreamed would have happened. But then they fuck it up against Seattle at home. I still cannot get over that. God damn it. Uh, So, let's see. Is there anything else from this batch of uh, audio I want to share with you? Yeah. um, My man, Dan Campbell. Love that guy. This is him talking to the team yesterday. After they after they won the game, you guys went and earned that win. Everything about it, man. That's one. That's two in a row, and it's a conference win, gentlemen. Good play. We're three and one at the quarter. Man, the sky's the limit. We keep playing defense the way we're playing. We control the game on offense. We can do whatever we want to do, man. But we can never lose this. We can never lose this. It is a team ball. Who said that? Oh, team ball. Hey, oh, no that. doubt. Let's go. That's an outstanding win, man. I'm so Let's go. proud of you guys. That's one, man. That is one division win. You guys get your rest. Enjoy this break. You fucking earned it. And then we move on and we get ready for Carolina after Next you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Break it down. Hey, how about that defense today, boys? Keep doing this. This is the start. Keep fucking doing this. Know who the fuck we are. Let's go. Win on three. One, two, three. Woo! Holy shit. Okay. Let me just tell you. If they continue to do fantastic and they win the Super Bowl, I'm going to cry. I mean, I'm going to sit there quietly. By my, I'm going to leave the room. And I'm going to weep. Hard. I'm going to sob. Ugh. Ben Weller says, I liked Stafford, but you never heard him F-bomb like Goff. Goff is a pimp. Chronic Mayhem, Corey says, he kind of has Kelly Cheese voice. No, Kelly's much more manly, and the R's are much more crispy. Kenny says, if that guy told me I could do anything, I feel I'd leave the room believing it. Wow. Tyler says the team has come a long way since they caused Eric to destroy his garage with a golf club years ago. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget that deal. That was when my neighbor stopped talking to me. My neighbor, Ken. You all right, man? What are you doing? Oh, (laughs) these windows, uh, these replacement, uh, you know how we put the new windows in? These are the old windows. They, uh, I was just, you know, getting ready to throw them in the trash. So I'm violently breaking the glass out. And, oh, that, that fish tank, <laughs> that, that fish tank is crap. 
Just got to break it down before I put it in the garbage. That's what I'm doing. While I'm dropping F-bombs and swinging it like uh, fucking somebody in Kill Bill. Great reference. That neighbor to his wife that evening. Our neighbor is a psycho, honey. Stay away from Eric. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you. Honestly, it never was the same. It was always like guarded hellos when I'd see them from that point forward. Uh, Corey says, is this during the drinking days? I don't know. Well, I moved into that house in 95 and moved out of that house in 98 and I stopped drinking in 96. So it could very well have been the drinking days. Tyler says, Tyler Akers says, what game was it that made you rage? I don't know. I cannot recall. But um, probably drinking. Because that, that was a big deal. Sit down Sunday with, and then drink and watch the lines. And then they're down by like 30 at the half. So then I fire up uh, the Sega Genesis and crush on Echo the Dolphin while getting even more fucked up. Don't laugh. Echo the Dolphin was a great fucking game. You know, you like, you like hit the button and then his sonar comes out and then he attracts, uh, fucking more fish to help him with his. He's like Aquaman of dolphins. When says echo was good, beat it in like two hours. Oh, fuck you. It was, it was either uh, echo the dolphin or vector man. Who remembers Vector Man? You're running around with that fucking gun and you'll just lay into everybody. You hopefully you get a bigger gun and oh shit. Huge fan of Vector Man. God damn, taking me back. When she says, was that like Contra? To some degree, uh Corey says he was made of green balls. It's true. Tyler says his Lions therapy for years has been jumping into Madden and winning the Super Bowl as the Lions, LOL. Uh, a little bit more from this. The head coach of the Packers is this guy, Matt LaFleur. I have two examples of him being quite fussy. He doesn't know what fucking hit him. The start of the second half, uh, he was he was interviewed, and he kept it together for the most part. But you could tell he didn't he didn't want to be there. I mean, it's a, it's very humbling and embarrassing right now. Why can I barely hear that? Yeah, I don't know why that's so low. I'll have to go and boost that in the audio, but I'm gonna play it anyway. I mean, it's a, it's very humbling and embarrassing right now. What did you tell your team at the half? I said, we gotta be what did you tell your team at the half? I told them they suck. I told them they're fucking horrible. I said, we've got to be able to look each other in the eye, man to man, and give it up for one another this whole second half. I want to see this team fight. What? He takes off. Well, not much more. They actually, the Packers, 
played much better in the second half, but the Lions' defensive scheme at that point had changed to contain the game, keep the clock moving. They were also calling plays conservatively um, to to do just that as well, uh, minimize the risk of terrible things happening. And then when they had to dial it up when the Packers were 16 points down, they were able to do so. I think they talked about that, how this coach, this uh, I think his name is Ben Johnson, the Lions, the guy who calls the plays for the Lions, he looks like he's about 11 years old and he just dominates. After the game, this dude, LaFleur, is uh, being interviewed and he is not at all happy with it. He's going to take it out on the reporter. What do you think happens when you have... Oh, shit. Now that one's loud. What do you think happens when you have a for, to cause a first half? What do you think happens to cause a first half like that? Like that, where you just you couldn't get. I mean, you saw it, Pete. I mean, we got our ass kicked. If I knew, it wouldn't have happened. Oh. No, wait, that doesn't make sense. What do you think happens when you have a for, to cause a first half like that, where you just you couldn't get. I mean, you saw what what causes a first half like that? Oh, Pete, I mean, we got our ass kicked. If I knew, it wouldn't have happened. <laughs> Matt, they didn't blitz until... Oh, that, that, that's a BS question, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like how below the clip, if you were watching that with me and not just listening, they're showing the guy from the Lions uh, after he catches the touchdown pass. He uh, fucking throws himself and does the Lambo leap. What a fucking embarrassment. What do you think happens when you have a, for, to cause a first half like that, where you just, you couldn't get nothing. I mean, you saw it, Pete. Look at, our guy's in the stands, surrounded by Packers fans. There's four Lions fans there. He does the Lambo leap. That is awesome. I mean, we got our ass kicked. If I knew, it wouldn't have happened. Man, they didn't blitz until... Oh, that, that, that's a BS question, man. <laughs> so much butthurt. Oh, wow. So much butthurt. I, I I may have mentioned it, but I think I think the Packers had in the first half, like, I'm not kidding you, like five or six yards. God damn. Linda says he could have answered with the Lions took our asses and handed them to us. That's what happened. Tyler says Green Bay caught a huge break ending the third quarter when the rest forgot to do their jobs and look at the game clock. They had a big play from that. I saw that too. That was that was horrible. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, fuck. We just beat the shit out of you. Um. A lot of teams are experiencing that. That that this this made me so happy. Now, uh, frankly, I I'm not a look ahead guy. I don't even know who they. No, I do know who they play next because Dan Campbell said it. They take on Carolina, but you got plenty of time off for them. So that's that's cool. These guys get to relax, uh, hang out, do whatever the fuck. 
Uh, Aram says he should have indicated the Lions are who we thought they were. Uh, that quarterback, Jordan Love, the Lions kept like uh, they were in his face. Even if they weren't sacking him, there was always someone right there wanting to kill him. There was one particular moment when Hutchinson was, the guy was attempting to block him and Hutchinson reached over the guy who was blocking him and grabbed Love's jersey and was like, fuck you! And like threw him down on the ground. It was I think that was his first sack. Jesus, fuck. All right. Excited, elated. Uh, watched the whole thing beginning to end. Uh, Linda says, love that the Lions wore the white unis. They beat the pack in last time. No, I yeah, I seriously love the all-white. It just, it just, because by the time the game's done, like Hutchinson, by the time the game is done, his jersey is like green and yellow. He looks like he could play for the Packers because he's been grinding it out on the ground, getting his hat, getting his ass kicked and kicking ass. There's so much shit on his fucking jersey. They might as well just take it and throw it in the trash. You know? You really get to see how much they battle blood, snot, uh, uh, dried skin. It's all on the jersey. Ben says the all whites are good. Can't wait for the color rush with the throwback helmet. I love that logo. Aram says, I really like throwback jerseys with the solid silver helmets. Yeah, those are sweet too. Um, the solid silver. Yeah, it was a throwback to the old days. Very, very cool. So there you go. Off and running on a fantastic weekend. Um, boy, I felt some pressure yesterday changing gears just a little bit because I initially had planned to head up north today. Okay. And, uh, I was actually going to go, uh, and prepare because the week after I'm having people up there and I want to make sure there's enough campfire wood. I want to make sure that like the storm windows are in the old trailers so that my dad doesn't get cold because he stays in there. There's a lot of things I wanted to do. And so, uh, I was going to go up there for the weekend, get the dogs, go up. And then, um, the week started to, um, lean on me. And, uh, fuck, I had to make an executive decision and that is to not go. And the reason why I didn't go is because, uh, there's so much boring shit behind the scenes that I have to get done both personally and for the show that I'm like, fuck, I'm really going to be grinding with intense pressure, intense pressure, uh, for the rest of Thursday, I'm going to have to work. While I'm watching the fucking football game, I just want to sit in front of the TV in with my wife and the NFK and watch the game, but I can't. So then I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not, I'm not going to go. I'm, I, I just, I gotta, I gotta draw the line somewhere. It's just too much. I can't do it. So I've got all these things that were piling up and I said, you know what? I changed my mind. I'm not going. I'm not going. Um, I'll just go up late next week or early next week, like Thursday. But I, I, I cannot believe the amount of pressure that was be. I was actually creating pressure for myself. 
I was like, you know what? This is ridiculous. You just, I, 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 I have to say, you know what? Enough. I got to just relax. And I think I made the right decision because I immediately felt better when I said, you know what? I'm not going up. Fuck that shit. No way. Uh, since the queen of the forest is home, it's always good to get her on when we have the opportunity. These fantastic chances to get her on. She watched that football game with me. Hello. Good morning, Pooh Bear. Good morning. I was just talking uh, about how happy I am that the Lions beat the hell out of the Packers. Yes, that was awesome. Uh, And I also talked about how I canceled my trip up north because it was just too much. Yeah. Just too much. I just, I just can't do it. No, that's a lot. Especially with your doctor appointment and stuff. Yes. Um, so what did you, okay. What did you love the most about that line game? That they beat the Packers. <laughs> Cause I don't like the Packers. No, no, I don't like the Packers, but you know what? I, lo- I, I don't lo- Um, I don't have as much hatred towards them because Aaron Rodgers is not there. That's true. This is true, but I, love was just a mess yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I started to feel bad for that guy. I, I, know. I thought he was going to cry on the sidelines. <laughs> yeah, he was. He did not do so well. and uh, But we did very well, except for a couple injuries. But uh, he came back, right? Montgomery Was it Montgomery? No, this, was it? it's a defensive oh. back, the Brian Branch. Branch, that's it. But he had yeah. to leave again. He, he got hurt, left. Came back, got hurt again. Oh, uh, the uh, who's your favorite? Is, is uh, Aiden Hutchinson your your favorite? Yeah, I like him, and I like uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, the receiver. Yeah, I like him too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is extra special. I think uh, as in all my years of uh, watching the Lions, and you've been watching the Lions, I, th- this feels spectacular. I, uh, I, I don't know if I can compare it to anything at this point. I don't know why it feels different, but I don't know what I'm going to do with myself if they continue to do well like this. No, it's going to be something. I mean, it's going to be, and we have old people that are still waiting for a successful. <laughs> I think, I think we can be, uh, uh, lumped in with the old people, as you say, you know, well, what was, when's the last time they, 1957 is when they won a championship. Yeah, see, that's and, well before yeah, we were born. They didn't even play, did you know they didn't even play with face masks then? They just had leather helmets. Oh my gosh. Uh and that well, I don't know if it was leather, but they definitely didn't have face masks and no. and they've only won one playoff game since 1957. <laughs> Wowzers. Yeah. Well, this is maybe this is their year. God damn it. If they fuck it up, you know how upset I'm going to be because I've let myself really uh, become. Drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do we give credit to, um, what's his face, uh, the coach, or do we give um, credit to the team? I think the, uh, I think the general manager and the coach and the staff in uh, selecting the players that they've wanted on that team 
are are and for changing the way they approach football, I think is the biggest credit. Because and the fact that the players don't hate their coach, and right? Have a little right. Bit more work ethic, and you know, well, not that they didn't play hard before, but no. Still, well, they 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 felt mistreated. The of, they they yeah. felt they felt like they weren't being supported by the other coaches, like Dan or uh, Matt Patricia, uh, but Campbell. That first year, he won three games, lost thirteen, and tied one. And he's and then he started the next year at one and six, and he still managed to get them to buy in. And so I think that's a, that's a, a feat uh, in and of itself. Yes, for sure. I mean, to be that shitty, that's four wins, <laughs> nineteen losses, and a tie. That's how he started. And since then he's 11 and three. Yeah. So that's, that's that's pretty fucking good. That is awesome. I hear Darla there. Is she having a little snort fest? Is she a Snorlax? She is being a Snorlax. Although she's awake, she was asleep, but now she's awake, but she's still snoring as awake. For some reason you kicked her out. So I'm stuck with her. Oh, for some reason, you know why I kicked her out. She's a menace. She is a menace. Right now, she's not. She's just chilling on my lap. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm so happy. I'm just. I'm just so happy. Me too. Okay. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. See ya. Bye. Pooh Bear, Queen of the Forest. Um. Ryan asks, have you showed the queen? Have you played the queen of the forest? Dark AI Zane? No, no. Um, I haven't. I don't know if she'd get it. I would have to start like from the beginning. I mean, she would get it. I'd have to explain it that you can recreate someone's voice by training a uh, piece of software, which figures out what's happening to make the voice, the voice. And then you just type words. And the next thing you know, I'm shouting the N word out. Ryan said, LOL. She would at first think you said those horrible things. That's true. And I think that's, I think that is the only real usage for artificial intelligence. And that is to create AI Zane or AI characters for podcasts. That is the only I can't think of any practical reason, uh, reason, reason why this is even um, usable in any way. So what practical reason, other than to have fun with someone's voice, is there for this, uh, this whole process? I, I'm sure there is, but I mean, other than deep fakes and Trump saying that he wants to suck Joe Biden's dick through AI, um, I mean, that's... What more do you need? That's awesome. God damn, that is fantastic. Uh, there's also some talk in the chat about the Lions receiver, Jamison Williams. Yeah, I don't I don't know how if anybody I think everybody's kind of like raising an eyebrow on this guy now. Um Last year came off injury and, uh, well, year one, wait a minute. No, last year was his rookie year. He finally did get some playing time. He, you know, very, very slow. The training camp, he was horrible this year. 
He couldn't catch a pass, couldn't catch a cold. It was he stunk. And then he gets busted for gambling. So this is a horrible beginning to this guy's career. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested in seeing. I'm curious as to what's going to happen to this guy. Uh, ben Weller has Jameson Williams on his fantasy team. So do I. Uh, I'm just waiting. Just waiting. All right. Now, if you're watching this show, on uh, Facebook, X, or YouTube. Thank you for being here. But the only way you can w- catch the rest of the show live is by downloading the Twitch app and then search Eric Zane Live. I'm right there. Hit follow, and then we can uh, meet up each and every day live. If you miss the live show, you have um, audio video on demand at Twitch, or you can download the audio podcast. Wherever you download shows, I'm on all of them. Just search Eric Zane live. I'm sorry. Just search Eric Zane show podcast on your favorite, uh, podcast platform. And there I am. There I am. Um, I would appreciate you subscribing on one of your favorite aud- on your favorite audio platform and also following and subscribing on Twitch. That helps your old pal easy. I also have a Patreon that I make available for free for seven days. This week, I published uh, the live stream, video live stream of Who Are These Free Beers, which a lot of folks are saying was the best episode. It was episode six. We've only had six of these uh, of that show up to this point. I know it was the longest. It was the first time Ben pulled his own clips, and I think that's why it made it so much more special. Uh, we go over clips of America's one of America's favorite, uh, most successful morning shows, the Free Beer and Hot Wing Show. And uh, goof on them at their expense. It's kind of like a very intense air check session. I'm not going to lie. We basically show you how shitty this show is. Okay. I just heard from a pal of mine in New Jersey. Uh, He will remain nameless. Because I don't want to. Because I know. Well, his name's Dan Seymour. He's the guy that would make us the show pens. Dan Seymour, Seymour Woodcraft Products. Remember, Dan? Hey, buddy, how you been? Great. How are you? Doing good. I'll tell you, I barely listen to the old show anymore, especially since Kelly came in. Family good? Yeah, family's great. The show's a huge steaming pile of shit. It's embarrassing. They literally don't do anything but talk to each other. Uh, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. You can check that show out for free when you go to patreon.com slash Eric Zane, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You do need to put in a payment form and after seven days, it will charge you either five or 10 bucks, depending on what you want. $5 is audio, $10 is audio video live streams. But honestly, and I, I say this, um, with the hopes that you'll like it enough and say, yeah, you know what? It's worth it. You can cancel any time during the seven days and you get the seven days. You know, it's that much of a guaranteed seven days. So sign up. Oh, great. I got seven days. Cancel it. Enjoy it. And then decide, um, do I want to sign up again? Is it worth it? Or just 
Don't cancel it and let it ride. Up to you. Don't care. I just make it out. I throw it out there uh, because there's always more things to talk about. And uh, I want to be the one to deliver the content to you. Aram says, quoting Hot Wings, our 30 shares say different. What an arrogant ass. God damn. Um, okay. I was just reminded of something. Hurricane Ashley says, I appreciate you giving me mine for free. And I'm like, wait, what? Uh, A-I-E-Z apparently has a crush on Hurricane Ashley. Not me. A-I-E-Z. I had nothing to do with this. This is how it sounded. Ashley, please unmute for us. Damn it. Uh, Christ, if it wasn't for you, um, I uh, probably wouldn't have a show. Your feet make me jealous. Honestly. Fucking absolute perfection. Shit. I'll give you free Patreon. First of all, that's hideous. Unless I'm suddenly into feet that look like they've been stuffed in a meat grinder. Um, that definitely was not me. And no, yours is not for free. You crazy, rich, freeloading bitch. God damn. Yeah, if I, uh, if A-I-E-Z, if, if the Queen of the Forest heard that A-I-E-Z, oh my God, she'd be in her tapping her foot. So, what's that all about? I'm like, no, come on. You see, I can already see you guys using that shit to fuck me up. Bunch of assholes. All right. Um, so you folks on uh, Facebook, X, and YouTube. Thank you for being here. Check the rest of the show out on Twitch. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Love them. Um, also, X brought to you by Blue Frost IT. If you ever want to reach out to me, set, drop me a line. Email me on the Shoreliners striping inbox, eric at ericzaneshow.com. I love the correspondence. T-shirts and merch on my website, ericzaneshow.com. The open and live stream of the show brought to you by the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. From anywhere in the U.S., one of my sponsors where it doesn't matter where you are, you can take advantage of this, 231-332-6505. It's kind of tricky with podcasting when you have local sponsors. Like uh, if you live in Maine, I know you're not going to go to King's Room Barbershop. Uh, But if you are in Maine and you need a mortgage, you can call Mario and say, hey, I listen to EZ, or I watch EZ. Talk to me, Mario. What can you do for me? 231-332-6505. Number one for a reason. With offices all across the United States. 231-332-6505. For the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. King's Room Barbershop. If you're in Grand Rapids and you need your hair cut, and boy, do I, uh, you're going to call upon... 
the good folks at King's Room Barbershop. Three locations, Northland Drive, north of GR, Caledonia, south of GR, Wyoming, somewhere in the middle. Uh, King's Room Barbershop in Wyoming used to be in Rogers Plaza. Uh, They moved out. This is their first month at their new location, also in Wyoming, five minutes away from the old one. It's a standalone building, though, at 821 36th Street. Uh, Southwest. 821 36th Street, Southwest. Next to the costume room. King's Room Barbershop. Schedules. Pricing all at their website. King's Room Barbershop. Wait a minute. Kingsroom.net. Make sure I got that right. kingsroom.net hey what's up it's your pal easy with another amazing partner for the eric zane show podcast the eufy video lock oh my gosh smart lock 2k cam and doorbell three in one triple security you got everything in one device all right rather than install piecemeal hoping that you got this app that it's gonna work okay and that app and oh my god This is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door. They punch it in. The door unlocks. In they go. And, of course, it's a video camera. So it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy Video Lock is the top of the heap, okay? You can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long, long time. No monthly fee on this, unlike other brands that do that. They just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee. I love the Eufy Video Lock. Get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. E-U-F-Y official.com slash video lock. Hmm. Let's see. I had some comments about the murder mattress. The murder mattress is fine, by the way. There is nothing uh, more effective than just flipping a mattress over. I don't care if a dead body's been on there for a week. You know, a good steam clean and then dry and then uh, flippy flippy. It's it's as good as new. Jesus. Cole writes, you should record a sentence and then have AI say the same thing and see if the queen of the forest can pick the right one out. Yeah, she probably, it sounds a little uh, internet chirpy sounding, the AI version. You can definitely tell. Uh, Ryan says, oh my God, I'm getting ads and it won't let me resubscribe with Prime until September 29th. What the fuck? 
Yeah, I don't know. And and it is the 29th. Uh, Ryan says, I don't care if a dead body, quote, I don't care if a dead body's been on there for a week. This thing has a goddamn pillow top to die for. Well, yeah. Uh, concerning your September 29, it has to be exact, like one month to the minute. So it happens at a certain point of the day. Uh, Aram says, I gave up on prime subscribing and pay each month. Wow. Thank you for that. It must've been a bit of a pain in the ass. And I have heard people complain about that, that, uh, uh, doing your Twitch thing with, uh, with the, with the subscription is a pain in the ass. Bleeding heart. Brian sent me like a five page text about how hard it is and how it hurts him. I'm like, Jesus fuck. I don't know, dude. I don't, I don't do, I can't relate. I don't subscribe to anybody. I don't watch any of these stupid shitty shows on Twitch. You know? Corey says, if you do it without Prime, you don't have to remember to resub. It will do it automatically. I gotcha. Look at that. The multi-talented future Mrs. Shoreliners gave a tier one sub gifted a tier one sub to Ryan. Wow. Thank you. Uh, Nick says it's easy. I've never seen a commercial in 16 months, literally two clicks. Yeah. That's because, um, you're not like most of these people like Ryan who can't fucking manage or Aram. You know, uh, it, it, it's beyond their intellect to understand the simplicity of it. That's what's happened there. You've made that very clear. And I think in this war between Nick and Aram, uh, game set match there. Okay. Yesterday there was a war going on about, uh, food sources between these two. Aram was busy yesterday asking me all sorts of really dumb questions. I think he smoked a ton of pot, uh, you know, before the show. Aram uh, claims that Nick can do it because he's sort of techie because he's an electrician. I Yeah, I don't think that that has anything to do with it. I think it's just uh, reading and knowing and then remembering. I think that's what it is. Uh, by the way, something else that we talked about for the last couple of days, uh, Ryan, the lion killer, Ryan, the lion hunter is now known as Ryan, the lion killer, Ryan in Africa. Uh, he was successful in murdering a lion. I, I, uh, I don't think I'm going to show you the pictures because I think a lot of you would, would probably be so goddamn mad at Ryan. You're already mad at Ryan, the lion hunter. Kuiper wants me to show the picture. I don't know, man. People get so triggered by that. You know, I mean, we slaughter millions of cows a day and it's no biggie. You kill one lion and everybody loses their shit. 
I don't like it either. I mean, I'm not going to hunt a lion. Now, this thing is is huge. It, it looks like a goddamn dinosaur. It looks like a, a, a Jurassic uh, lion. I'm not showing it, Brandis. Don't worry. I'm just telling you that that's what this asshole did. He shot a fucking lion. No, I'm not going to show it. I I don't like it either. Uh, Kuypers says, sometimes the king of the jungle needs his ass kicked. Yeah, I can't support that. I, I did ask him. I go, so well, now, is this a harvest? Is this something that can be done where they actually consume the food? Yes. The people that put on the hunt actually do consume that. And I said, so do you like bring it home? I mean, like, can you put the lion's head in your carry on luggage? He says, no, you dumb fuck. There's a taxidermist here, uh, that has to get all the permits. And then once the U S fish and game, uh, approve everything, it will get shipped to my taxidermy back home. Taxidermist. God damn. That is quite a production. Then he's got drones of uh, drone shots of Cape buffaloes, which was fantastic. And then he says, here's a drone shot of elephants that we ran into today. So we put the drone up. It's pretty unreal to experience in person. Now, they did not murder the elephant or the Cape buffaloes. Uh, where he's at, there's 24,000. Uh, lions roaming in the wild. They are not an endangered species. Uh, the big threat to lions is uh, decreasing habitat. Uh, we have a mixed bag of people here. Most say um, that Ryan the lion killer needs to die. The rest of them are like, let's 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 see that that clip. That well, I'm not going to show it. I refuse. Um, I am of the opinion that, um, well, I mean, the emotional side of me is like, I wish nothing was ever hunted because I don't want the animals to feel pain, but I know that's not realistic in any way, shape or form. I know that that is especially for our food supply here in the United States and for the overall care of those beasts. I think I've exhausted my knowledge, though, on lion hunting. Rich says those hunts support the country and help feed the local tribes. Yes. I just, I'm trying to give you some perspective on this. Of what goes through. Uh, again, I can't do this. I don't know how anybody does. If I hit a goddamn squirrel, I'm crying. Uh, Ryan, not Ryan, the lion hunter. He says, fucking Eric Zane, you must give the lion murderer a new name. You almost had my car farted and destroyed, farted and destroyed at Irvine's with the name confusion. Uh, Nick, who is quite a hill jack. He says, even I don't like lion hunting. I, I would have went for the Cape Buffalo. 
Brandis says, good, great. I don't want to see it. Hey, don't worry. I don't want, I didn't like seeing it either. Now, however, I am much more emotionally sound than all of you Nancy's who can't look at Ryan, the lion hunter with his harvest. Um, but I mean, I have more strength than you and you sh- it's important that you acknowledge that uh, as, as your leader of this cult, uh, it's important that I not be, uh, you know, over the top triggered by, uh, some guy hunting a lion. Rich says you should be more pissed about how your local animals are raised and killed. That lion lived and died in a, a far better death than any chicken or cow you've eaten. You're goddamn right. You are absolutely right. But you know what? No one gives a fuck about that because that's what we eat. But you kill one lion who's majestic, who's fucking lion witch in the uh, chronicles of Narnia fucking Simba shit. And everybody loses their goddamn mind. Corey says lions are cool. No one gives a fuck about cows and chickens. It's absolutely right. I'm going to tell you though, if I see one of those hidden, you know, occasionally those uh, animal rights groups will go through with the goddamn hidden camera. They'll sneak into like the chicken thing where there's like nine or 10 million chickens. And, and you see that the chickens hate their life. I don't want to eat chicken for a long period of time. That's why we need to slaughter these animal rights groups so that we don't have to see that shit anymore. Kyle says there's no professional sports team called the cows. Well, there's the South Park cows. You're right. Brandis says, I struggle with all animals. I've slowly begun going to plant-based vegetarian. Um, I strongly oppose that. You need to eat meat. And you need to quit tricking yourself that there's something wrong with that. It's a terrific food source to keep you healthy for a long, long, uh, prosperous life. That's what you need to do. You need a nice balance of vegetables and plenty of meat. And don't do it because you feel bad for the chickens. Because the chickens are going to feel bad for you when you look like fuck because you're malnourished. The chickens are going to see you doing your CrossFit and like, God damn, she needs to eat some of us. Okay. You got you to gotta start to dial in on this deal. We are the fucking top of the fucking pecking order. She says, I don't really care for meat. I do eat some, but I have a meat aversion. Hmm. I don't know. All right. So that's all about Ryan the Lion Hunter. Brandis says meat is yucky. Is it the taste of the meat that you don't like or the recipes that you make? Or is it the thought that it was once a living, breathing creature? What's what are the, I'm trying to drill down Brandis on the specifics 
of your consumption. Not to insult you, but just I'm wondering what's going on there. She says, taste for the most part. Uh, All right. We could go on and on about this. Kenny says that's what seasonings are for. Tyler says, I like the occasional burger, but I'm not a meat fan either. Hurricane Ashley says, I was a vegetarian for 15 years. God, I always forget how old you are because my parents are terrible cooks. So I always thought it was gross. And then Kent drops, what about clam? Uh, young Adam Schwab says, similarly, I made meat, meatballs for the first time last night. Ryan says, Hurricane Ashley is ancient, like old as fuck. Oh, big time. Um, all right, we're going to get to Rick. We're going to bring, uh, bring Rick in from um, TC Paintball in just a couple of minutes here. Uh, we're going a little late today because I guess you've got, he has some important paintball meeting or something. He says he has an important phone call. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I buy that. It's possible that Rick could have an important phone call about business. I mean, how much, um, how much urgency would there have to be in a line of work where, you know, it's mandatory to get stoned and, uh, the most pressing issue is whether or not you're good at shooting paintballs at each other. Unless if it's like a health related meeting or something education wise for his children. Like what, what could be so urgent that you have to put off the Eric Zancho podcast? It's a little confusing to me. But while we wait for Rick, um, one more thing about football, and that is the uh, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, um, the fact that I kind of want something terrible to happen to these people, not so much uh, because they play good football, but because I'm so I'm so saturated on the Kelsey Mahomes meter. Uh, these two, with the amount of um, TV time that they get in the ads that they're in, uh, from State State Farm to Chunky Soup come to mind that I guess the advertising is working. You even have the ugly brother that plays for the Eagles and the fat mom who doesn't know which team to root for and all that bullshit. And every time you're watching any game on any network, um, all the commercial breaks are saturated with Kelsey's Mahomes. And what what does Kelsey do? He starts to date uh, one of the most popular entertainers in the history of our culture. Uh, today on the Today Show, They actually talked about the government shutdown. 
and um, the potential impeachment uh, hearing going nowhere. Uh, how Trump said he would have the retiring General Milley uh, killed. All sorts of bullshit. Strike work, strike talk, government shutdown, auto workers. And then I think there was a mention about the Lions. And then it was like, and big news. Taylor has confirmed she will be in attendance at the Jets game as KC travels to play the Jets. Oh, man. Ticket sales are up. Oh, my God. Taylor this. Taylor that. I think I um I actually it isn't so much swift. I mean I can understand her she, Kelsey was already everywhere. This goddamn meathead with a terrible haircut and bad fashion sense. This meathead goon. Talk about a mismatched couple by the way. You know, you know, sometimes you see a couple and they just don't look right together. You just see him and you go, eh, what's up with you two? Something's, something's amiss. You know, Travis Kelsey looks like the type of guy who would date a woman who, you know, like, like I could see him dating like Cardi B, but not Taylor Swift. I'm not, I'm not buying that. And I think that the, the amount of attention now, because He's with Taylor Swift. I think that's going to come back and bite him and his football team in the ass. I really do. I think it's going to become such a distraction. And uh, he's probably going to fly off the handle at somebody because he wants to talk about uh, whatever happened in the football game. And someone's going to ask about Taylor Swift. And he's going to lose his shit. And then the other team's going to get, or the uh, Chiefs are going to get fed up because, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes has a four touchdown game. And the first question out of the gate is about Travis Kelsey. And, uh, and, and Taylor Swift, I think it's going to get to that level. Uh, Hurricane Ashley says, did you know Travis did a dating show? Travis Kelsey? I don't know. No. Ryan says, maybe this is Trav, uh, Taylor Swift's and everything has an end. This might be how she does it. I don't know about that. Aram says it reminds me of Chris and Kim. Do you mean Kim Kardashian and was it Chris Humphreys? Was that the guy's name? All right. I've just been send a, sent a uh, chat message all caps that I don't know if I can muster up the strength to do this. There's a, a hard and fast rule here that during the show, it's not a great idea to send me a chat that says, Hey, I just sent you an email. Stop what you're doing and go look at your goddamn email. Yet the cane did just that. I just sent an email open now. Stop everything. You must read now. I'm just going to let you know that if I open this up and it's a goddamn scavenger hunt or it fucks up everything, you're getting a full day ban. Are you willing to roll the dice on this? 
before you make me do this, I'm going to ask you this. I mean, I am going to, I am going to do it, but I want you to know that if you fuck this up for me, I'm going to throw you under the goddamn bus head first. I need you to agree to the terms. It better be good. Ryan writes, this backfired for me once, Ashley. Don't do it. Uh, all right. It's on. It's on. The twat writes, do it anyway. I don't care. I won't miss you. <sighs> Hang on. Subject line, read whenever retard. Yeah, um, you sent it in a format that it's not going to work. Watch. Watch what happens. This is what you sent me. Couldn't preview file. There was a problem playing this video. Try one of these apps. Uh, this is what it's, Hey, everybody watch this. Look at this. Oh, wow. Crazy. Ashley's not, there you go. Why don't you consume 600 dicks? See ya. So that'll take us to nine 22. Um, now that. Hurricane twat is gone. And then when I see her stupid face on here again, uh, it'll be another 10. So, you know, there you go. Cole writes today, just got more quiet. Kyle says that is a magic number. I mean, I look, Hey, this is not on me. This is not on me. Uh, You thought something was so important. You go out of your way. You throw it out there. This must be looked at now. I've got rules here. You can't just go and bat your fucking eyelashes and think you can break the goddamn rules. That is bullshit. Total bullshit. All right. Thank you to my friends over at Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. Find them online at bluefrostit.com. 616-285-50. Especially if you have a small or medium-sized business and you want to upgrade your tech. God damn, every employee here hates me here at this, whatever it is I do. I better get some new computers. I better I better get an upgraded network. I don't know where to begin. What do I do? Do I just go to the store and start buying things? No, you asshole. You sit down for a 30-minute complimentary consultation with Blue Frost IT. 
855-855-8550. The knowledgeable staff will sit down with you, find out how your business works, and then off you go. Uh, let's bring in my pal Rick from TC Paintball. We kind of go way back. Uh, the rumor is we have a paintball war at the, uh, right around Thanksgiving. Your call has been forwarded uh, to an automated. Another disappointment. We'll get back to Rick. Anyway, I was talking about, um, Kelsey and, um, and Mahomes being in all the ads. Oh, shit. Not doing it. And then I saw this. Um, this is getting ridiculous. Because, uh, as you know, there was a moment after that last fucking football game with the Chiefs where, you know, she came walking out of the locker room with him. And then they went to like uh, they rented out a private room and were were uh, having having a bite to eat or whatever, and uh, one of the workers from the place that they were at, or maybe it was a fan or something like that. Uh, there was a picture taken of Taylor with uh, with somebody, which I'm going to show you right now. And there there she is. She looks lovely. She's with a fan. And uh, big smiles. She really is a knockout. She's so damn pretty. Holy fuck. And uh, now, if you notice, she's having, it looks like a uh, piece of chicken. And there's ketchup there. And, well, the caption says, Taylor Swift was eating a piece of chicken with ketchup and seemingly uh, ranch. The viral photo was viewed 32.2 million times. This is the power of Taylor Swift. By the way, she said, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to go to my website and register to vote. And like uh, tens of thousands of people immediately registered to vote. If you don't think she has the ability to change things with just a few words or a picture, you're fucking nuts. I'm not even sick of her. I'm more sick of Kelsey. You know, I'm sick of Kelsey and people like sending me videos that don't play of Travis Kelsey. Hey, stop what you're doing. I got this video that doesn't play of Travis Kelsey. I'm sick of that shit. The Heinz company went ahead immediately and put into instant production, no shit here, a product called Heinz Ketchup and Seemingly Ranch. Not a joke. Because she had a piece of chicken with ketchup and ranch in separate little splotches on the plate, Heinz went ahead and whipped up a new product. And they're calling it Heinz Ketchup and Seemingly Ranch based on a viral photograph. If you, this is the most powerful woman on the planet. 
she can do anything. If she ordered like a nuclear strike on Ukraine, and and let's say she is in an Instagram photo that says, uh, let's blow up Russia with a nuclear bomb. Uh, By the end of the day, Russia would be made of glass. Taylor Swift can do anything. If all she has to do is eat a piece of chicken with a blotch of ketchup and and then it makes a new product just like that. Granted, it's a little bit different than a nuclear strike. uh, But you understand where I'm going with this. Releasing ketchup and seemingly ranch in homage to a viral photo of Taylor Swift and Travis. Um, You know, they need to do one seemingly jizz because we don't know what's on that plate. And that looks like a high volume. And I'm imagining, I'm imagining that uh, Travis Kelsey has large testicles full of wad. This is remarkable. Now. It is known that Heinz already produced the ketchup and seemingly ranch under the name Cranch as Amanda, who's about to get 600 seconds, uh, already told you all, and I was going to tell you, but Amanda did already. What is it with the bitches on this show and their goddamn uh, uh, show producing skills? Shut the fuck up God I liked you better when you were quiet and sick go get COVID again I don't see the boys acting like fucking morons on the show this is why men will always be better than women always this is why men People of the world likes men's basketball and not women's. Even though Heinz debuted Cranch back in 2019, the idea that all they had to do was see that Taylor's eating this and they produce a line of product called Ketchup and Seemingly Ranch, to my point, is that she can do anything. She's seen with Travis Kelsey. The merchandise sales go up 400%. The tickets for the Jets game, the price immediately goes through the roof. Travis Kelsey gains 300,000 followers after the Sunday night game. Hurricane Ashley gets banned for 10 minutes. Amanda gets banned for 10, uh, 10 minutes. All because of Taylor Swift. In a lot of ways, Taylor Swift is helping this show by taking the two motor mouths and making them button it up. Butt pipe down. My God. Ryan says Taylor Swift is hurting women. Kenny says, Ash, Kenny's love of his life has left. He's all butthurt now because Ashley's gone. I'm telling you, Kenny, if you move to Michigan, you can scoop her up.
Kent describes Taylor Swift as jewel with better teeth. All right. Well, I tell you what, for all the normal women on here, like Brandis and Linda and, uh, and Kyle Ryan, um, the, uh, the women who have been banned, um, have, have fucking fucked everything up for you. All right. Look at what they did to you. This is such bullshit. The good women on this show are hurt by these clowns. Speaking of Kyle Ryan, Kyle writes, what do you know about running a show, Zane? You need to listen to your audience and let them run it for you. That's so true. Kenny wrote, I had the same thought Amanda had, but kept quiet. I thought for sure they already had that product, but I kept silent. Exactly. Because you're not like Amanda. Amanda can't, she can't help herself. Brandis says, I take offense. Look, you cannot get mad at me. I didn't do anything. I just, all I do is I, you know, you, people play their cards on play their hand all the time to me. And I go, Oh, okay. And then I react. That's what this is. So you can't accuse me of doing anything wrong. When all I'm doing is responding to these, uh, uh, fucking, uh, uh ripe ovary dicks who come in here and try to fuck shit up. That is Amanda does it on purpose. She wakes up. It's happened so many times. She wakes up and she's like, how can I fuck this show up today? Boy, I've got COVID. I, I don't really feel like fucking up the show today. I think I'll just sit there and complain to everybody for about 10 straight days that I've got the sniffles. That's what I'll do. And then when I feel up to par, I'll then go and go back to ruining the show. Brandon says, oh yeah, lumping us all in together is not your fault. Look, hey, look at the scoreboard. Offenses, women, two, boys, nothing. Okay, shut out. You are shutting out. Your gender is dominating. Uh, Kenny says, I have to say, though, it's not Ashley's fault. Your PC couldn't play that video. It's yours or Blue Frost IT is or somebody's. Just get a... No, dickhead. The point is... She's the one who said, stop everything and watch this. That's a horrible plan. She knows better. All right. Uh, I'm going to try again to get Rick on here. I don't know what the fuck his deal is. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voicemail. Jesus Christ, Rick, you told me 15 minutes. All right, now there's some other comments that are being made. There are some, uh, Kenny is defending his, uh, his fantasy girlfriend. He says, true, but what if it had played? Look, dude, she's not going to sleep with you. Corey says, this is why it's time to end women's suffrage. The suffering has gone on too long. I cannot, I cannot get behind that. That is nonsense.
All right. So former Major League Baseball player Kurt Schilling is a total fucking idiot. There was a time when he could do no wrong when he was pitching for the Red Sox and the Diamondbacks. I think there was one moment in time when he was on the mound uh, for the Red Sox. He's a real bulldog pitcher. You know, he'd go out there and pitch even if his arm was falling off. And I think he had a recent surgery on his ankle. And um, the, the, the wound was, according to legend, I don't believe it because it looked fake. There was uh, looked to, It looked to be bleeding through the sock, through his baseball sock. Now, it looked a little too red for me. It looked like it wasn't blood. And uh, as much he's become such a clown, Kurt Schilling, that now I believe it actually was like fucking uh, the inside of a hostess fruit pie or something like that. Uh, but at the time, everybody thought it was, oh, he's such a warrior. He's out there in the mountain and his fucking ankles bleeding. Oh, my God. Well, then he retired and he became a uh, a far-right QAnon dick sucker. You know? He's the type of guy who goes to that uh, fantasy movie, Sound of uh, Freedom, and, uh, and, and, and weeps. He watches the Boomer Bunker. He believes that 35 million American children are taken from their beds each year and uh, put into sex slavery in Ecuador. He's that type. He believes Pizzagate was real. He thinks 9-11 was an inside job. Uh, COVID was a pandemic. He's one of those. Which is just a step worse than someone who uh, fucks up the show. Uh, He was talking on his podcast. And this guy just talks too goddamn much. He has some podcast. And check this out. One of his former teammates, a legendary pitcher, relief pitcher, I think it's relief pitcher, named Tim Wakefield. Tim Wakefield was one of those knuckleball pitchers. I think who, you know, you throw the ball and then the knuckleball moves all over the place. You can't even hit it. It's like a goddamn wiffle ball. Tim Wakefield knuckleball highlights. When you throw a knuckleball, the batter, I mean, it, it literally, it's so affected by things like wind Temperature, humidity. It's remarkable what a knuckleball does. And this guy is the most legendary of all the knuckleball knuckleball pitchers. To the big leagues for the first time in 92. You see that? The bottom just drops out. Davis strikes out. That guy's like, what the fuck? What is that? It's back-to-back strikeouts for Wakefield. He got Salmon looking to end the third. Tim is fan... Okay, this is what he did to Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, YouTube is the new God home of NFL it. Sunday Ticket. Watch. All- Fuck my butt. With the knuckleball, made it to the big leagues for the first time. And looking to end the third, Tim is fan three tonight. Oh, look at that thing. It defies gravity. It's going up. Six strikeouts now for Wakefield. 
Inner a high fly ball to deep center field, and Darren Bragg is there, the new center. All right, maybe it wasn't such a good idea to play highlights of Tim Wakefield. Well, anyway, the whole world just found out that he's going to die, that him and his wife are both going to die. No one knew that they were going to die because they were keeping it to themselves. One of those deals. We don't want the world to know. We don't want our family to know. We don't want anybody to know that we're going to die. You don't need to ask why. Who cares? That's just what they want. Uh, Kurt Schilling found out that they're going to die. And then on his show, this is what he did on his show. Oh, my God. Teammate of mine. Uh, who is teammate of mine? Uh, who is uh, in a situation? And um, Tim Wakefield, uh, you know, you remember Tim Wakefield, the, uh, the knuckleballer, um, is uh, sick. And uh, I talked with Doug Mirabelli yesterday, and this is not a message that Tim has asked anyone to share, and I don't even know if he wants it shared. But uh, Pause right there. This is not a message Tim has said he wants shared, and I, I don't know if he even wants it shared. So he is aware that this is still not public, Kurt Schilling. Does that stop him? From polling in Amanda? No. Uh, I talked with Doug Mirabelli yesterday, and this is not a message that Tim has asked anyone to share, and I don't even know if he wants it shared. But uh, as a Christian and a, as a man of faith, I've seen prayer oh, work, no. and so I'm going to talk about it. Okay, uh, okay. Whenever I'm with someone and they set up what they're about to say with, hey, I'm a Christian, and I'm a man of faith. You know you're about to get a dickhead sandwich. It's like, open your mouth. Here comes the cock. (laughs) I'm a Christian and a man of faith. Oh, fuck you. That means you're about to hear some bullshit. The man of faith, I've seen prayer work, and so I'm going to talk about it. Um, Oh, okay. So as a Christian, you're going to go against this man's wishes, and you're going to tell the world about something. That's very Christian. That sounds Christian-like to me. Way too often in life, we we bucket list. Is there anything more red flag than someone announcing that they're a Christian? Do you don't you want to just walk away when someone tells you they're a Christian? I would rather someone told me that they're uh, a jihadist. I would rather hear. Uh, Allah Akbar, then I'm a Christian. Jew, Allah Akbar, Christian. Uh, I don't care who one and two is. All I know is that Christian guy is number three to me. This things, uh, and we put things on our lists. I'm going to do, I can't wait to do, I've got to do. Uh, with the hubris of thinking, well, hell, we'll be around. We'll figure it out. I also don't like people who uh, mix in hubris. I'm not capable of mixing in hubris. Uh, Tomorrow is never, ever a given. 
Um, oh, get to it, you fuck. Tim's wife, Stacy, who's one of the sweetest women you'll ever meet, is uh, uh, very sick with pancreatic cancer. Um, and my wife has talked with her and they're communicating and, and they're going through an incredibly difficult time with Stacy. Um, and I wanted them to know that we're obviously all thinking about them and praying for her. But recently, Tim was diagnosed with a very serious, very aggressive form of brain cancer. And uh, I was talking with Doug Mirabelli, uh, and I've talked with him quite a bit. And it's impossible when you think about uh, our lives, and I'm sure this is, pertains to everybody, but I can only put it in the context of our life. I played with thousands of people. Um, I'm not friends with all my former teammates because there's only 24 hours in a day. No, and no, who no, you no, end no. up Hold talking on. with and, and, and continue. You're not friends with your former teammates because you're a Christian. You're a fucking asshole. That's why you're not friends with your former teammates. Doing friendships on what tends to be more a byproduct of your life choices after baseball. Uh, why does it sound like he's got a mouthful of cottage cheese? Um, you know, I've, I've talked to Tim on and off for 20 years now, you know, certainly not weekly, but I've talked to him enough to stay in touch and like everything else, you know, when, we so what are you doing here? Are you, he's just using this as, uh, to, to get people to check him out, to listen to him, to, to, to say he's a Christian. I mean, what you're actually take, going against their wishes. They didn't want this to be public and you've just ratted out two people who are going to die, and they'd like to keep that private. What, of all the things? We get in the room where it's like we never left. Um, but uh, the situation in, in Tim's case is incredibly serious. Um, and he went in and had surgery. All the things he said at post him saying, I don't even think they wanted this shared. You're not even hearing it, because all you're doing is seething at what he's done. Um, and... I think there's a lot of uh, guilt. You notice how he's like really st staggering his voice or stumbling and pausing. It's because he knows he's fucking in trouble. And, and a lot of it is, I think, selfish in the sense that I feel bad that, that maybe we haven't talked. Okay. It, it, it was cut off there, but now he's going down the road of this is selfish because I feel bad because we haven't talked. So this is why this is coming out. It's all about Kurt Schilling. It's not about, I mean, this is one of the most uh, uh, offensive things I've ever heard. The fact that these, these two are going to probably die holding hands together and they just want to be alone and peaceful. And this fucking selfish prick admittedly says, I'm doing this because uh, we weren't that friends. We, we weren't that good of friends, uh, but uh, I want to make up for it now by doing this. Kyle writes, when someone says I'm a Christian, I laugh at them and make fun of their imaginary friend, Jesus. Now I can't go that far. You see, you're the op, you're, you're the other extreme. You got Kurt Schilling is a fucking dick. And so are you, you're, you're a couple of dicks. The fuck is wrong with you? God damn. Corey says Kurt Schilling keeps getting canceled and he can't take a hint. Now, Kurt Schilling is a huge piece of shit. And you know who weighed in on this? Uh, former teammate Jason Veritek, who uh, was a badass player, terrific, terrific player. Uh, I think he was the catcher.
his wife uh, tweeted out, let's see, where is it? She tweeted, fuck you, Kurt Schilling. That wasn't your place. That's all she wrote. Fuck you, Kurt Schilling. That wasn't your place. God damn. Um, the Red Sox last night did confirm. Uh, they The Red Sox confirmed Kurt Schilling did reveal Tim Wakefield's diagnosis without his permission, saying in a statement, Tim and his wife's health is a deeply personal matter, and they wanted to keep it private as they navigated treatment and worked to tackle this disease. The Red Sox added that the Wakefields are asking for privacy at this time. What a piece of shit. God damn. I, you know, as myself, as a Christian, I am praying that Kurt uh, Schilling uh, dies today. I am a Christian man. Thus, I'm asking baby Jesus to kill him today. God damn. Holy shit. That's one of the worst things I've ever heard. Man, does that annoy me. Uh, Dick's out for Rick from TC Paintball. By the way, if he does croak today, you all are going to look at me like a goddamn miracle worker. Your call has been forwarded hey, to hey, Rick. Voice hey, Rick, system. it's uh, Eric. Six, How you doing, buddy? One, six. I don't want to dox him. All right. Uh, let's see. All right, I scared off the gruesome twosome. Both Hurricane Ashley and Amanda are gone. How will we survive? I hadn't, this is actually a story that Amanda sent along to me. I'm surprised she didn't say, uh, Eric, are you going to talk about Gypsy Rose Blanchard? Which I always thought Gypsy Rose, wasn't that a song by Cinderella? No, no, no. That's Gypsy Road. Great song, by the way. Some awesome butt rock. I include it on the insane asylum from time to time. I had never heard of this story. Apparently there was a documentary on HBO and there was a Hulu original on, uh, on this exact thing. This chick, Gypsy Rose Blanchard, um, was raised by her mother who was a psychopath. And though the kid is entirely normal, the mom convinced everybody that she was, um, uh, what do you call it? Intellectually disabled. Some of you would use our word, you animals, intellectually disabled and uh, horribly sick and the intelligence of like a third grader or a fourth grader and like uh, from birth was constantly 
uh, treating the child as such and grew that way. Uh, this is uh, something called, uh, uh, what is it called? Munchausen by proxy. DD, the, the mom, suffered from Munchausen by proxy, a mental disorder where a parent fabricates illnesses in their child for sympathy or attention. Side note, uh, I had actually mentioned this on the radio more than once about that I thought my mother had Munchausen. And uh, I'll let you be the judge. Because one day she gathered us around her hospital bed after whatever, she had a cold or something. And she says, I have been given, I have been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. I am going to die. And we're like, oh my God. So we're all weeping, holding hands. And then uh, the years pass and nothing happens. And um, then one day I'm visiting and we're having coffee or something like that. And it comes up that um, um, she doesn't have MS. And I'm like, wait, what? And uh, it just, it just went away. Like no one ever, no one ever gave us an explanation. It just kind of was, it's just kind of like, like a fucking fart in the wind. Like what? the fuck are you talking about? You don't have it. Yeah, it's gone. And they didn't even say that they prayed it away or it was a miracle or anything because they're Christians. It just wasn't there anymore. Like, well, first of all, if you are given a death sentence and then you're told that you don't have it or whatever happens, I mean, you're supposed to sing that from the heavens. You're supposed to shout that to everybody that you... You're supposed to have a party. You're supposed to have, oh my God, we did it. We beat it. Jesus came. Woo! She never had it. I forget one time I was visiting and um, Queen of the Forest and I are there and my mom gets up from the chair, spring in her step as always. She goes, ooh, ah. What, 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 what happened, mom? Oh, God, I think my MS just flared up. She actually said, oh, yeah, I think my MS just flared up. And I go, hold on. Hold on. You did not just say that your MS flared up, did you? And she kind of looks at me like like she was busted. I go, Mom, hemorrhoids flare up. MS does not. Now, do you have it or do you not have it? What is it? Because I'm tired of this game. God damn. Uh, I used to mention this stuff on the radio and then I'd get a fucking phone call from Wally. uh, Lecturing me about this shit. Look, I didn't do it. I got the story because I chose to talk about it. Tough shit. Well, anyway, Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Um, So for years, the mom kept her like locked up in the house, would cart her around in a wheelchair, 
and and uh, and the kid knew to behave like she had some type of uh, 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 intellectual uh, disability. Well, she meets some guy online named Nick Gojon, and they hit it off. And she's sneaking over to the computer when mom's not looking and talking to him, and they're sending dick pics and puss pics and all sorts of shit. It's awesome. And then he figures out what's going on. These two concoct a plan, and she kills her mom. No, I take it. Take it back. She was involved in planning, but he killed the mom. The dude killed her. Uh, Gypsy Rose was sentenced to a decade behind bars for this. And um, she pled guilty. And now she's going to be let out early on parole. Here she is now. Look at her. She's single and ready to mingle. She's cute. Early prison release. I think she's only like... uh, I think she's in her early thirties now. This is her and the dude from back in the day. This is a trailer for the, uh, for the show. And, um, this is a trailer for the documentary. I'll link all this shit up. This whole thing about, um, Dee was accused of forcing Gypsy to, to pretend. No periods. Fine by me. That, um, there's a point at where sick. This is something from Dr. Phil. I'm curious as to what uh, what goes on here. Let's check this out. It's, you got put in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And you were seven years old, correct? Yes, sir. Why did she tell you you were going in the wheelchair? I did get into a motorcycle accident with my grandfather. Uh-huh. And it skinned my knee. And she took me to the hospital and then told me that... She's got kid voice. That, um, the doctor gave her a wheelchair... And I have to be in a wheelchair now. Forever. Forever. She had me use a walker before the wheelchair. And then after that motorcycle. So this kid's trying to grow up, you know, preteen in a wheelchair, doesn't need to be in a wheelchair. Accident, put in the wheelchair. Why did she tell you you had to be on a walker? She said that I had muscular dystrophy. But did you feel any different the day before you got the walker than the day you did have the walker? No, sir. You were able to run around? Pretty much, yes. And would you forget to get it and run into the kitchen? There would be times that I'd forget to grab it and then go to walk. And then my mom would catch me and be like, use your walker. I, I questioned Dee Dee about it and I'm like, she can walk or not? You know, she's been in a wheelchair all her life. And you know, the answer I got from Dee Dee was, you know, she had a disease she was diagnosed with and it was gonna progressively get worse and eventually she was going to be bound to the wheelchair at all time. Did she tell you when you went out that you were to stay in the wheelchair? Yes, sir. She would. Okay. I, I, I'm so glad that her boyfriend killed her mother. This is, this is like, um, justifiable homicide, you know? You shouldn't even be given any prison sentence. They should both be given keys to the city for this. But you knew you could walk. Yes, sir. Did you ever say to her, Mother, I can walk. Why am I in this wheelchair? No, sir. I never asked that. 
when she wasn't around, did you get up and walk secretly? I did, yes sir. Did she ever catch you walking? She did a couple times. And what did she say or do? She got so upset with me, she would punish me so bad. Like she started hitting me with a coat hanger and telling me all kinds of mean things. She would tell me that she wished she had an abortion when she had the chance that I would- Oh, well, all chicks say that. Ruin her life. I'm kidding. That I have no idea how hard- I tell you what, the mom really did a good job at making her look R-word though. I mean, seriously. It is to keep up everything she built. Did you understand that you being sick was necessary to keep up what she built? Because you got a, a house from Habitat for Humanity. You got donations. You got different things from people for being sick. There she is ringing the cancer bell, I guess. Sick. Mm -hmm. So that was a source of income for her, right? It was, yes. And I had no idea that I was a part of that. You didn't know that you were a cash cow? No. You got a house from Habitat for Humanity. They would have free trips here and there, free flights. She was getting some money from a couple of celebrities. Their life was full of free stuff, I guess, fun stuff. The Blanchard scammed many different charities and lied to many different charities across the U.S., including churches and support groups. Dee Dee Blanchard was exaggerating her daughter's medical condition for financial gain. You were diagnosed with epilepsy about this time as well, right? Yes, sir. And so they started giving you Tegretol, mm -hmm. and it caused your teeth to crumble. Yes, sir. Did you know what was happening at the time? No, I really didn't. I just didn't understand why my teeth were falling out. I had to have them extracted. Yeah. I just knew I was losing teeth. But that's my that's my recurring dream. You know now you didn't have epilepsy. I know now. You know now wow. you didn't need to be in that wheelchair. Mm -hmm. You know now she was making all of that up. After you went in the wheelchair, you had a feeding tube inserted. Yes, sir. <gasps> Did she tell you why? My mother told the doctors that I couldn't eat, so they put a permanent feeding tube in. Looking back, are you suspect as to what she might have been putting in that tube? Could she have been poisoning you in some way to keep you sickly? You know, I've heard the names Dee Dee Blanchard, but I, I am, this is all new to me. God damn. Uh, all right. Points to Amanda for sending that one along. I appreciate that. All right. Credit where credit's due. You know, I'm going to give you uh, points when you, uh, when you score. And I'm going to take points away when you when you Amanda out. Tyler writes, what was more staggering for you, the MS ordeal with your mom or the meathead maverick story you recently learned about? Um, the MS thing, because we had had suspicions of this type of uh, behavior many times in the past. Uh, trying to, um, you know stack the deck to make things seem uh, different than what they really were. My dad didn't, uh, it, and, and I had just found out about it. It was all like one at one time. My mom for years, we were like, Oh yeah, she's going to die. Uh, Cole says what's worse. Gypsy Rose Blanchard, her nose or her voice. 
Aram says that's so sick. Her mother only showed love when the daughter was sick. I don't think the mother was ever showing love. Tyler says her crumbling teeth looks better than the NFK's mouth. This is true. Thank you. Points on the joke. Did any of these doctors actually examine her or just take the mom's word for it? Yeah, I don't know. Um, really, really crazy. So, uh, dude killing the mom, to me, that's a mercy killing. That's to uh, allow the girl to live. Nick Gojohn admitted to murdering Dee Dee in 2015 to help Gypsy escape her, escape her mother's clutches. He is serving a life sentence. Gypsy is 32 now. She said in interviews from prison she feels more free behind bars than when she was living with her mother. Wow. What? And you know what's crazy is I just canceled HBO. I just canceled it. And uh, that's where I have to see it is on HBO. Fuck me. Son of a bitch. All right. We're taking bets on Rick again. Your call has oh been forwarded to an automated... He told... Listen to me. He texted me. All right, yeah. At nine, I've got a 15-minute phone call. God damn it. Of course. Pain in my ass. All right. Um, side note, I promised Joe Martinez I would talk about this. I got to post it to Facebook. If you are on Facebook and you go over to A&E Heating and Cooling's Facebook page, look at this. Enter to win four tickets for a Grand Rapids Griffins game October 27th. Uh, how, how to enter. Number one, like the post. Two, tag a friend on our previous tune-up post. Three, leave us a review. How to enter one entry for each. So basically you like the post you're entered. If you tag a friend on the previous tune up post, you're entered. Number three, you leave them a review. So like, even if you've never even like gotten their services, you leave them a review. Now, Joe did not write, leave a positive review. Uh, I'm going to do that for him. Make sure you leave a positive review. I think in the future, Joe should consult me. Before he does these things. He's enjoying the show right now. HVAC 71. When you tell the audience to leave a review. You know, you got people like Kenny. Who likes to shatter small businesses with his reviews. So. Joe says that he didn't do it. One of his other. Fantastic staff put that together. Speaking of Kenny. Um, who 
did I hear from? Wait a minute. Where's my brain right now? Rick says, sorry, I can't make it. Oh, I, I know what it was. Adam wrote, uh, we got to get an AI version of Kenny endorsing Z-Speed Mobile Mechanic. I think that would be the most outrageously, that would move to the top of the wish list when it comes to AI. Going back to an old Eric Zane show podcast, lifting out all of the Kenny voice parts and then training the AI on Kenny's voice and then going ahead and having Kenny Z-Speed Mobile Mechanic. Ryan says, I cannot do that without explicit permission. I don't understand. What are you talking about? Are there rules here or something? That sounds like a bunch of bullshit. Since when? Yo. Yellow. Ye- yellow. What do you what do you mean without I don't understand. Hey now. What do you mean? What do you mean? You said you need explicit permission from people to 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 steal their voice. You mean like Kenny? You need or we we we, we oh, need Oh yeah, we need to get his permission to do something like that. We do? Written. Yeah. Well, I could get sued. I didn't give you written permission. You said it verbally. I've got a recording of it. So are you suggesting that we need Kenny to say, hey, mate, look, I want you to do AI Kenny. Yes, that's exactly what we need, Big Frog. Are you suggesting that if we did not get his permission, he would sue us? Or he- well, he could. He could. He could sue me if I did it. But I mean, I... Well, maybe yeah, but it's not. Me. Maybe it wouldn't be me that did it, right? I mean, it could be anyone. It's not like you're getting him to say that he rapes kids. You're getting him to say. Well, we could. <laughs> How about Cole Wright says make an AI Kenny saying that you have permission? <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, we can we can always do your impression too, which is just as I mean that is just the best. <laughs> I mean, that's what everyone wants to hear. Okay. If you had to do bracketology of listener voices. Okay. We've got my Amanda voice. (laughs) Taking on Kenny. (laughs) Hey, mate. Who's going to win that one? Kenny. Oh, I don't know. That's a tough draw. Also, you got your Marine Marine in there. I mean, that's that's perfect. There's uh, there's Kenny. There's easy Kenny. Easy Maureen. Easy Amanda. There's Easy Ashley. That one's really getting pretty good, but a lot of that has to do with your face. I, I don't know what the fuck you do to your face when you do that, but it's gold. <laughs> and then there's Easy Jessica. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and Easy Jamingo. That's all. These are all winners. I don't know why you never came up with a Justin. It's so easy to do. Just put your, you know, wet pussy mouth into the mic. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, yeah. 
and then throw in a laugh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll get to, uh, Kenny's not with us right now. Uh, of course. He at, conveniently leaves when yeah. this shit comes no, up. No, he left when Ashley left. That's what happened. I know. Oh, he was man. very butthurt. Oh, shit. Ashley's not here. I guess I got to go to a meeting. Oh, oh, my dick. The best part, he originally gave himself credit for not saying anything about the crunch or whatever. And then he then he reversed course. He, he was looking good. What? I'm sorry, what? He originally gave himself credit for not mentioning that that was a product. And then as soon as Ashley left, he was, he yeah. was all into her. Yeah, he doesn't. He yeah, took it he, all back. He's madly in love with her. That's what it is. You know, I think I think that could work out for him. I do. I, I think she loves him too, but she's taken mm-hmm. and she's in Michigan. Talk about right. a, talk about a. Uh, I was talking about mismatched couples earlier. Think about that one. <laughs> God work, damn! Though. I mean, that's like, usually what works. That's a little hunchback of Notre Dame and the princess going on right there. It's perfect if you think about it. I mean, usually opposites attract. A, a beauty and the beef. Jesus. Hey, Lions were awesome, by the way. I know it. I know it. I'm feeling good about that. Fucking great. I'm real happy. All right. All right. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, man. You too. See ya. All right. I think my work is done here. Bob says, I still say we need the AI Kenny and AI Amanda show. Linda says Eric's Kenny is better than the real thing. Brandis enjoys it when Ryan tells me to go fuck myself. What a day. What a day. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you to Frank Fuss from My Policy Shop Insurance. The importance of life insurance. If you're starting your life out, you're getting married, you need a policy. Uh, If you have kids, you had kids, you need more insurance. You know, you don't want to be one of these dickheads who uh, goes through life without planning for something that could happen in the uh, very rare instance at a sudden loss of life. What's your family going to do? You're going to make your wife work? Fuck you. You need uh, life insurance to ensure that your family is taken care of. I mean, my God, let's say your wife has a part-time job or she works, uh, she takes care of the kids part of the time or you know how it is with a family. It's a, it's a, it's a group effort. If you suddenly take one of the earners out of the mix, what's going to happen to the other family member? You know, I mean, my God, you want to give them a, for me, I would want to give my wife as much money as possible and encourage her to go find fresh dick. And I know it's going to be a black guy. So whatever black guy she brings into the family, I want to make sure that they've got tons of cheddar to get him to the next great spot in life. And I'm like, you go, you go and you get it. You go out there and get some black dick. I'm up in heaven cheering you on. Go, 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 go. To get that life insurance policy, the first thing you need to do is reach out to Frank Fuss. You can find him at buyinsurancehere.com, B-U-Y, 
Buyinsurancehere.com. Introduce yourself. Say where you heard from, uh, where you heard of him and that it'll little drop down. It says Zane. Put Zane. It's right under a thing that says Dilly. There's some other fuckface podcaster who spews right-wing fucking shit that I think Frank may have advertised on. The guy sucks dick. So make sure you don't put Dilly on there. Frank Fuss uh, at mypolicyshop.com. Thank you to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV, 616-532-6600. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Get your cars repaired there. Whether it's scheduled maintenance, an emergency fix, dead on the side of the road. Um, whether you have a uh, EV or a hybrid vehicle, they take care of everything. And they even have loaner cars for you to use for free while your vehicle is getting repaired at Irvine's. And last but not least, A&E Heating and Cooling. The immortal Joe Martinez. My God, I love him so much. Schedule that furnace tune-up today. It's real simple. Just call 616-516. That's easy to remember, right? 616-516-8579. 616-516-8579 for Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling. where Joe and I say open borders are the way to go. Love Joe. Can also install a brand new furnace or air conditioner for you. Everything you need in your time of need. A and E heating and cooling. Our asshole of the day today. Hmm. I think I know. I think I know who this is. Tyler says, asshole of the day, Rick, brought to you by TC Paintball. Nah, I don't, I don't think so. I wonder what is so important there. Uh, yesterday it was Jamingo again. I'm on the Discord, by the way. I went back on there and... Uh, uh, brought up how disgusting of an individual John is and that he'll be dead in a few years. I don't know if he'd like that, but I don't care. Green Bay's coach. Is it Matt LaFleur? Ah, that guy's all right. Uh, I think you're forgetting someone very important. And no, it's not going to be Ashley or Amanda. Their fouls were minor. And then leave it to them to get butt hurt and leave. Are you kidding me? Fucking grow up, you children. Brought to you by TC Paintball. DD Blanchard from the grave is your asshole of the day. All right, that is my time. Thank you to all of you for checking out the show and I will be joining you on Patreon. You're all fantastic. Till then, have a good one and bye-bye.